this episode, Ken Schumann and a group of faith walkers reflect on 2 Timothy 1.7. This conversation was recorded in March of 2023. We want to remind you that Walking's mission is to make wholeness possible for individuals, communities, and the world. Visit us at www.faithwalking.com. Join this conversation. So yesterday in one of my faith walking groups, I was asked the, the question about uh, a word in the in the verse in 2 Timothy 1, 7, mm-hmm. which is the verse that says, God has not given us a spirit of fear or of timidity or of cowardice. I think if if we were writing it through a faith walking lens, we would say God has not given us a spirit where where we're anxious all the time. But instead, God ha- God has given us a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. And so that's what I want to talk about today. So so sometimes the word the the phrase sound mind gets translated self-discipline or self-control. And, and I'll come to that in a moment. So here, here's where I want to start. So Paul uh, was in prison when he wrote the letter to the second letter to Timothy. And Timothy had become a leader in the Christian movement. And <clears throat> so Timothy's story is kind of interesting. So here's what I want you to imagine with me, okay? Um, because as I put the pieces together, evidently, Timothy was highly anxious because Paul wrote him a letter. And in the letter, right at the beginning, he said, don't be anxious. God has not given us a spirit of anxiety. So recognize Timothy's journey. So Timothy came to faith with his mom, became a follower of Jesus, probably when he was a teenager. And early on, he showed great promise. So he was probably intelligent, he was highly committed, he was he was faithful, and Paul invited him on on the second missionary journey. And and he went. And so Paul got to see him up close. Well then uh he he kind of became an apprentice under Paul on the missionary journeys, and now we've gone probably 15 years of Timothy being in association with Paul, and Paul writes to him and says, okay, my journey's over. I I know I'm about done, but one of the things I want you to think about is you need to work on the fact that you're overly anxious. So imagine with me, so I put that together, and I think in my mind, what would that look like? So I I imagine Timothy being a distancer and an overfunctioner out of his anxiety. So he's a people pleaser. He wants to make everybody happy. And and when he doesn't make everybody happy, he gets anxious. And, and out of his anxiety, he gives up himself over and over and over again. And Paul writes to him and says, Timothy, you got to do something about that anxiety. Anxiety is running your life. 
And I think here's what I hear Paul telling Timothy. Timothy, your your leadership is being impacted by the fact that you're anxious all the time and you're reacting in whatever ways you react. Now, I'm I'm all of that is my fabrication. Okay. The scripture doesn't tell us anything other than it gives us an indication that Timothy was anxious. So one of the things we know about, about family systems theory is Timothy came out of his first formation at a lower level of emotional maturity and was reactive. And so he was faithful. He was highly committed. He, he was he was devoted to Christ, and yet his reactivity to anxiety was getting in the way of his effectiveness. And so Paul says, I want to remind you what God gave you. It's fascinating also that he said God didn't give you a spirit of fear, and, that, and the word spirit there is the Greek word pneuma, which is the same word we translate for when we put Holy Spirit together, the Holy Pneuma. And so God, when God gave you his spirit, did not give you a spirit of anxiety. But God, when God gave you God's spirit, gave you a spirit of power. And and that's the Greek word dunamis, which we get the word dynamite from. So you don't have to wait to be empowered by someone because God gave you power. And and the word power uh, is related to the idea of, of strength of character. So God's given you the strength of character not to just be reactive to anxiety. And God's pneuma, with God's pneuma, God gave you the spirit of love also. And if you'll remember 1 John 4, 18, it says, perfect love cast out all fear. So when we, when fear, or I'm sorry, when love, becomes the guiding principle of our life, it drives out fear out of our life. So when when we're really ready to love others, we have the capacity to manage our anxiety so that we're not reacting out of anxiety, but that we're loving others well. And what I would say is when, when anxiety runs our life, we don't love others well because we're reacting to them all the time. And then he said, and when God gave you his spirit, God gave you a spirit of of a sound mind. Uh, Fascinating word. It's, It's a Greek word that is only used in that one place in the entire New Testament. It's the only time it's used. And uh, it, it it so here's kind of a literal rending of it. It it's it would be translated saving the mind from something. Well, what are we saving our mind from? 
We're saving our mind from anxiety. We're saving uh, it. It so it has it has the connotation of safety and salvation. So God has given us a spirit of safe and saved. God has given us. Uh, God has given us the capacity to save our mind from reacting to anxiety. Well, isn't that good? It sure fits into everything we teach and talk about in faith walking, about managing our anxiety. And so here was this young leader, full of potential, but who was anxious. And his anxiety was getting in the way. And so uh, Paul said, I want to remind you, God's given you, given you the character that you need, and he's given you love, and he's given you the, the power to save your mind from anxiety. And so I want you to access those things. I, I know I'm extrapolating, okay? I, I know this isn't in the text. But when I hear all that, I hear it through the lens of what we teach about anxiety and faith walking and say, what Paul was saying is, "Come, okay, Timothy, you're really good in everything. You, 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 you know the scripture. You know the Jesus way. You're, you're effective. You're committed. You're faithful. But your emotional maturity needs work. And God has given you every tool you need already. See, that's the thing. God has already given you the tool. You've just got to use the tools at your, or at your disposal to manage your anxiety in more healthy ways. And when you do, there's no telling what you can do with all the other potential that you have. And so... I, I kind of throw away the word discipline and self-control and say, okay, uh, I, and I'm focused on this, this idea to be of sound mind means to access my thinking even when I'm anxious and to show up as the person I choose to be, which is the person of love, rather than react to my anxiety. And as I think about all this, a thought occurred to me in kind of a different way. And, and that is, in order to manage my anxiety and in, in order to grow in my emotional maturity, uh, what I need to do is reduce the number of things in my life that threaten me, that look somebody gives me, that thing somebody says to me. And so the, action, the actionable item for me is, uh, how do I reduce one new thing from my life this week that currently threatens me. And for me, I'm practicing that at home with my spouse. There are occasions when I get triggered by my spouse. And I don't want to get triggered by my spouse because there's not a real threat there. And so uh, I'm living into the guiding principle, 
which for me would be an evidence of love, is that I want to be more patient and more curious and less reactive with my wife. Because that's a place that I need to grow in my own emotional maturity. So I think that's it. What's that stir for you? What do you think about that? What questions do you have? I have a question. Yeah. If you do the things that you do, but you don't realize that you have that, how do you find out? <laughs> that that you have what? These things that God tells us, the, the scripture tells us we have? No, the anxiety and the... And the yeah. Uh, how, do you, how do you recognize it? How do you recognize that? Uh, that's a great question, Miss B. Uh, and, and I welcome anybody to answer, how do you recognize anxiety? For, for me, I've learned to recognize the way I feel in my body when I'm anxious. And that's how I recognize it. Okay, so, so it shows up in me as a feeling. For me, when I get anxious, I get, I get a knot in my stomach, and then it moves up into a queasiness in my chest. And when I feel those things, that's the indication that I'm anxious. So that's one way. I think a second way for me is I look for those moments when I get triggered. And when I get triggered, do you understand what I mean when I say triggered? When, when I instantly react, when I instantly get angry or I say something, that's the result of anxiety. And, I, and, and so I, I'm growing in my awareness of when I get anxious and when I get triggered and learning to try to stop, my, stop myself, but also learning that. So here's a question to ask. When I get triggered, I ask the question, what am I being threatened by? Because I'm being threatened by something. And if I can get clear about what that is, then I can do something about it and I can address it. Those are the, the things that come to my mind, Miss B. Does any of that click or resonate with you? No, because for some reason, I don't know. I guess I always talk to God and said, God, how was it you give me such and such and such assignment? Because mm -hmm. I do things from my heart and I do you don't have to tell me. I see you're in need or I see such and such and, and I take care of these things. And no matter what I'm I'm doing, for some reason I feel happy with what I'm doing. See? Yeah. And this this is why I'm I'm questioning that if I'm doing these things, I, to me I'm feeling good, but may, maybe on the other hand it's not really me. You know? Yeah. I'm I'm not completely following you, Miss B, but um, for me, when anxiety shows up, I I don't do the things I want to do. I may in the moment, 
But 10 minutes later or 30 minutes later, I regret something I said or something I did or the way I looked at someone or the expression on my face. Uh, and, and so for me, uh, anxiety is, is about, okay, so it's about doing things I don't want to do. I would say over-functioning, though, makes me feel better. And over-functioning is about doing more than I am responsible for. And so I go do it for somebody else. And when I do it for somebody else, it's not just a gift of love. I'm doing it in order to make myself feel better. And if I do that, I think it's anxiety that's that's the motivator and not actually love. So so that's a way I could overfunction and do maybe good things, but do them from the wrong motivation, I think is what I would say. Let's just ponder it some more. Anyone Michelle? Else? Pardon? I was wondering if anyone else feels that or anyone else have an explanation. Anyone else, you know, in the group. Mm-hmm. All of those things that Ken said, I, I feel also. But one, in addition... I can tell when I'm getting anxious or triggered because my mind starts not thinking as clearly about things and, and seeing the negative rather than um, the positive. Um, it All of a sudden, whatever it is I'm doing seems harder than I expected or um, not pleasing or um, the day seems more gray. Um, I, I wish I could put finger on it, but I can tell that it, it something changes in the way I'm thinking about what I'm doing. Um, and it's not just a, a physical feeling inside that I get churned up. I don't feel that so often. It's it's maybe maybe described as an uneasiness. There's there's something not quite right. And that's that's how I know. And then I can say, what is it that's making me think this way? I'm I'm learning. I don't have it all wrapped up, Miss B, not at all, but that's something I've recognized recently. Okay. Yeah. For me, I feel a pressure on my chest, like something sitting on my chest. When I get really anxious, my heart rate increases. I sometimes I, I feel myself sweating. Um, and in terms of the reactivity, I, I start in my mind like spinning, which what I, when I say that, I mean, I start thinking, how can I respond? What, what should I email back uh, to fix the situation? Like, you know, how can I control what's going on? And I start not thinking like someone said, but just reacting without being thoughtful um, and irritable, irritably. So. I, yeah, I think similarly with what um, Judith and Angela and Ken said, that the tightness in the chest and the feeling of panic and just needing to do something to try to diffuse the anxiety um, and the thoughts spiraling out of control. Um, or I know I can start catastrophizing, like I can start feeling like I can't rein my thoughts in. Um, like I, yeah, I just can't stop like thinking about something, um, have a hard time focusing on things I am trying to do. Um, and also, um, like, I feel like not myself because I don't have peace or the joy that I usually like. I feel, yeah, not me. I feel out of control. Like I can't, I can't maintain my own mind. I think I'm, 
I might be getting a little bit better when I feel anxious. Um, only like usually I would stop or I used to just kind of like I couldn't function. I couldn't be me. I'd just I'd back down. I'd always feel like I wouldn't say anything. I'd just totally feel crushed and and not be able to communicate. Um, but someone came in this morning and started telling me something, telling me how to do something that I've done a number of times before um, and telling me in a way like, well, you have no idea what you're doing here. Like, you're just a bit like stupid. This is how I've done it. And it worked. And um, it's um, like, I actually managed to not go into that place where, I felt anxious and useless and and couldn't function. I was like, you can't, you can't take me out of this. Like you, because, because of your reaction rather than like, he was, I don't know what had been going on, but like he was super anxious. Um, But you're not going to bring me into that. And so I actually felt for once that rather than get pulled into the anxiety of the moment and then me going on a spiral into the place where what have I done wrong um you know it's all like all of those thoughts I actually managed to stop myself and think and thought for like okay well no this is me this is who I am I'm confident I can stand in that place knowing that I can do this and how you've the other person has reacted isn't isn't put on me I don't need to pick up your own their anxiety um and that was a real I'm gonna say it was a real achievement for me because like a while back that would have just knocked me and I wouldn't have been able to do anything like it would have been days before I picked myself up and I didn't I wasn't happy with how it happened but like not because I felt like I'd acted wrong. I felt like I'd be, I felt like I'd been treated wrong in the moment, and that would have made me feel anxious as well. And so the whole, the whole thing just happened, and I came out and thought, actually, something's changed in me that I'm not the anxious person that I was in that particular situation. That's not saying that I'm gonna be good at reacting in any other situation but in that particular situation I didn't act out of my anxiety like I would have done you know even a week ago I think so we're we're feeling good today (laughs) yeah sometimes it's it's not easy in the short term to see the the improvements, but like thinking back to a year or more ago, like even yesterday, I was telling Ken and Marcos on the staff meeting, you know, ha- with the website transition, there's always glitch, you know, glitches or people having technical issues and you don't know what's going on. And normally that stuff can just really get me spinning or vibrating with anxiety. But yesterday, I was like, actually, this is a this is a lot better than I expected. I haven't had nearly as many, you know, and I, I just felt like I kept my equilibrium. I mean, it wasn't perfect. I had my 
anxious moments, but I was like, man, a year ago, I would have been in that spinning cycle, like the entire day, just without even getting off of it. So I was just like, yes, progress. <laughs> now don't quote me on that because if it gets bad today or, to, or Monday, it may be a totally different story. <laughs> and feel free to email me with technical issues. I promise I'll be fine. <laughs> so one of the things I do, especially um, in anxious relationship interactions is um not only does yeah my mind spins but then I start assuming motives and making assumptions about behaviors and those kinds of things that are not you know grounded at all in the reality or in I, I don't know any of that, right? I don't know any of that. But I go there assuming that I do know. And I really have to walk myself back. And, um, and realize that it's important. It's important to, uh, to assume the best in in people and then to be curious and to ask questions but it takes me um it takes me time to get to that place i don't do it right there in the moment i wish i could yeah and I think in the moment happens rarely, and it only happens with lots of practice. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think the other thing for me, Jerry, that is helpful to know, and I'm, I'm, I'm really working on this, is to recognize that the other person is reacting out of his or her anxiety, just like I'm reacting out of my anxiety. And, and so, okay, guess what? The reason they're behaving the way they are, the reason I got that look or that something said to me is they're anxious about, about this. And if I can just work my way through some of that, it helps me become less reactive. Anybody have any thoughts about the text, the biblical text here, and the three things that power, love, and a sound mind, or uh, saving the mind from. I just found that phrase to be really interesting phrase. Uh, what, what, so God's given us the capacity to save our mind from anxiety if we choose. But but that takes work and practice, and 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 time, work, practice, time. I like that reading a whole lot more than using the word self control. Yeah, I do too, Judith. Tell me why though. Why do you like it more? <laughs> self control 
jumps out to me as something like, oh, I've got to have self-control so I get out and do my exercises, or I have mm -hmm. to have self-control so I don't eat that extra piece of cake. Mm -hmm. um, sound mind is much broader and more about character um, mm -hmm. okay, and, and who I am than, I, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's fascinating because the the root of the original word uh, includes the word sozo, which is the word for salvation. So God has given us salvation for our mind, which is just interesting to me. So our minds are redeemed. Unmute again, Jerry. You muted back. Our minds are redeemed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go, yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, let's go to Romans 12. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. So our minds have been redeemed and our minds are being redeemed. And, and, and as we redeem our minds, the renewing of our minds, I think is accessing. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and so you, God's given you the capacity to be of sound mind, but you have to work at it because we learned in our first formation to protect ourselves from all sorts of threats that we don't need to be scared of anymore, but we're still scared of them. So think of it in terms where God gives us a spirit of the capacity to renew our minds. I love words. Yeah. Go, so Jerry. I, yeah, the it's you know prior to faith walking, the the ongoing belief is I think what I think what I think, right? Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. I I have no control, nor do I have any. Um, I don't have a skill set. I don't have the tools yeah. to, to do anything about that yeah. because my thoughts are my thoughts are my thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. And then you learn that, whoa, up there, there is, there are ways to change that. And 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 renew that, but not everybody in the world has those skills, nor that belief, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I I, I think for the for the average person, they don't have the tools in the toolbox to do the work needed to renew their minds, and so then, I mean, what I heard you clearly say is. If, if I, if I'm just, I, I'm a victim to my thoughts. Mm -hmm. yeah. 
so I have so I have no 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 control over anything. I'm just a victim to my thoughts, and and I think uh, in a way what Paul is saying is don't be a victim to your thoughts, Timothy. You don't have to be a victim to your thoughts. You don't have to be a, a victim to everything that you're afraid of. That may or may not be a real threat, because God is giving you the capacity. It's in you already to have a sound mind. And for me, that's powerful. That so, so not only, okay, well, maybe I don't have the tools and I need to go learn the tools, but I do have the capacity and I don't have to be a victim. There is so much around around the mind because now I'm thinking about the word repentance, which means to change the way you think and then reorder your life in a new way. Uh, well, and guess what? And God's given you the capacity for that. You don't have to be captive to your thoughts. You don't have to be a victim of your fears. But God's spirit has given us the spirit of a sound mind. I am... Just for a moment now, I was like, isn't it a gift that God's given us a way to change? Mm -hmm. You know, that um, yeah. like we think a lot of the time, yeah, change is hard work and we have to put ourselves to it and choose that we want to go to it. Mm -hmm. But God's made a way for all of this. And this is one of those ways. Yeah. Okay? Um, yeah. But seeing it as a gift is yeah. really precious. Yeah. Like, I, I'm happy to have, like, I'll receive that gift any day. But, like, okay, God, you want me to change? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, you're showing me how to do this. And so, yeah, yeah I'll have that. Yeah. I don't know where yeah. that came from. That just kind of like, oh, yeah, no, that's a gift. I, I'll have that. I, I like it, Michelle. Good. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a gift that God gives us. Because God wants us to engage in the fully alive life. And the way to get there is through a strong, sound mind. It, it's through this renewing of the mind, uh, saving the mind from. And God, God's given us the ability. I think the other thing, and this is something I believe deeply, and it's it's because I believe in a missional theology, but it's this idea that there, so there's a role God plays and there's a role I play. And God won't do for me what God wants me to do. And I can't do what God's already done. 
So God's role is I've given you the tools. I've given you the gifts that you need. I've given you the capacity that you need. And now you have work to do. And what I, what I'm tempted to do is, is to out of my anxiety under function and ask God to over function on my behalf. God, I can't do the work of renewing my mind. I, Lord, please do it for me. Yeah. And God's not going to do for me what God wants me to do for me so. in order to res be restored to wholeness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love it, Michelle. Thank you.